0: Today's episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast on the Good Lion Podcast Network is brought to you by our good friends at Risen Roasters. Risen Roasters is a New Jersey-based coffee company that started out as a simple coffee supplier at home roasting and supplying for friends and has turned into something that is funding missions work around the world. Risen Roasters uses single-origin, fair-trade organic coffee beans to get you that great taste you want. And all their coffee comes from a farm in Peru that serves as a female co-op, employing and empowering Peruvian women to rise above the poverty of their area. Risen Roasters is also coming alongside a missionary group in Haiti called Cross to Light Ministries. Cross to Light trains up church planters and pastors in their area and comes alongside the community with relief and humanitarian work as needed throughout the nation of Haiti. All Risen Roaster proceeds are going to go to supporting Cross to Light by either sending missions teams down to help them and assist in their work, or by sponsoring pastors who are currently serving in Haiti. For more information, you can follow Risen Roasters on Instagram, just at Risen Roasters. And to order, just go to risenroasters.com. Their website is really simple and helpful and makes it really easy to order great coffee and help missions work around the world. So that's following at Risen Roasters on Instagram and going to risenroasters.com to order. For now, here's Calm Truths. Welcome to another episode of The First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible starting with the very basics. Today's episode is about distinguishing personal study and corporate study. One great temptation Bible teachers face is replacing personal time with God with study time for teaching. Those two times serve a very different purpose and need to be understood, honored, and upheld separately. This episode helps explain the way I see those times and will hopefully encourage you in each of them. Let's dive in. One of the things that's been interesting to watch over the last few years as we've started seeing the rise of... Instagram pastors and church leaders using social media to get out not just the messages of their churches, but more messages they want to speak in a broader sense, is seeing the way that pastors and church leaders have almost become so-called productivity experts. People that are interested in not just showing you the message of Jesus or the message of the Bible, but helping you live some kind of productive efficient life. And I'm not trying to bash productivity or efficiency. Those are things that I think about. And those are things that are helpful, I think, for anyone to think through. But the thing that's interesting about that trend to me is so much of Christian living, so much of Bible teaching, so much of any kind of spiritual task you do is being okay with inefficiency, being okay with things taking their time, What we have with Jesus is not a work transaction. It's not a business arrangement. It's a personal relationship. And because of that, we need to be very careful, particularly with regards to Bible teaching, of letting some kind of business exchange rule the way that we relate with Jesus. That's something that can be really dangerous for Bible teachers. And that's why I care about this distinction Between personal study and corporate study, having a distinct time for you to hear from the Lord for yourself versus hearing from the Lord so that you could speak it to other people. As we begin, it's important to make the distinction. What do we mean by personal study and what do we mean by corporate study? By personal and corporate, I don't mean the number of people that you're studying with. You can study the Bible. In all sorts of different ways, with all number of people helping you and supporting you and asking you questions and things like that. That's not the distinction that I'm trying to get at. When I say personal versus corporate study, what I'm trying to talk about is the goal of your study. So, in your personal study, I'm talking about asking the questions that are on your mind, asking the questions in your Bible study that are just interesting to you, things that your heart is curious about. There are times, I know particularly for myself, I've done a lot of junior high Bible teaching, teaching junior high youth group. At times, the question that I have as a 27-year-old pastor who's been walking in a Christian home my entire life, the questions that I may have about the Bible are not necessarily the questions that those students need to hear me teach on. Those students need to hear me teach on the simple message of the cross, the importance of Bible reading, what it means to follow Jesus with all of your heart. They don't necessarily need me to dive into the deeper, more complex things that come further along in your walk. They don't necessarily need that. But me, in my life, I need to think about those things. I need to make sure that my heart is continuing to grow. I need to make sure that I'm being honest before the Lord with the questions that I still have. So that personal study is not for me to go and share that with somebody else, but just for my own mind to come to an answer, to come to a place where I feel like I'm learning and understanding more of who God is. By personal study, I also mean searching out our own heart for the flaws that they have it's very easy to deflect in study. It's very easy, even without studying, maybe just listening to a message. You might hear a Bible teacher share a message about forgiveness. And instead of thinking, how does this apply to my own heart or to my own life? You think of somebody else you know that may not be forgiving you. And you think, ah, they really need to hear that message. I should try to share this message with that person. Or you look across the auditorium and you see somebody else listening and saying, I hope you're taking this in because you really need this. Personal study doesn't do that. Personal study is not focused on what other people are going to learn from that passage. Personal study is focused on how does my heart need to be shaped by this passage. Personal study is private meditation asking, Lord, what do you want to show me? What does my heart need to gain from this passage? What do I need to understand from your word in this time? Now, this kind of personal study, I'm not saying you should never do this with your teaching. With the passages that you're teaching, you should take the time to ask, Lord, what do you want to just teach me from this? you should perhaps take a devotion time that you have in the morning or at night or whenever you read the Bible for yourself. You should potentially take one of those times and give it over to the book or the passage or whatever it is that you're studying. I know a lot of times when I've been teaching books of the Bible, what I'll first do is devo that book. I'll read that book on my own. I'll take my morning time and devote it to that book. But the first time I'm reading it in that more personal study setting, I'm not just thinking about how I'm going to teach it. I'm asking, Lord, what do you want this book to do in my heart? How do you want me to be shaped by the message of this book? That is what I'm talking about when I say personal study. So this then leads to what's the distinction now? We have personal study. What do we mean by corporate study? Well, corporate study is studying with explanation in mind. A lot of times when I'm studying a passage or putting a message together, I'm not just thinking about what the passage means. I am studying those different things. I am thinking through teaching the passage accurately, but I'm also thinking about how to teach it persuasively. How do I explain this in a way that's helpful for people? Not just, Lord, what does this need to do in my heart, But what is this saying in general? How can I make sure the information of this passage is translated to those I'm going to teach it to? And also in my corporate study, I'm thinking through what my audience needs. Something that's been very helpful in learning to teach the Bible is when I'm preparing a message, think about specific people you're going to be teaching to. Sometimes it's really helpful to picture certain students in your youth group or certain members of your congregation or certain friends that are going to be at that Bible study. What are those people going through? What are they thinking about? What are the questions they're asking about life? If you're thinking through those questions, it's going to be easier for you to see how the passage you're looking at answers those questions. In a way that points them to Jesus. Even if you're not thinking about specific people, you could still think of specific types of people. You can think about the single mom that you're going to be teaching, even if you don't have one person in mind. You can think about the busy dad who's working like crazy. You can think about the retired grandfather. You could think about the college student. There are all these different groups of people that you can have in mind. And corporate study is thinking, how am I going to apply this passage? Or or even better yet, how does the Holy Spirit want to apply this passage into their lives? How does the Lord want to take this text and work it into their lives and guide them through it? Corporate study is where it's not that you're trying to deflect the passage off of yourself. It's that you're trying to apply it the way that your role demands. In teaching, you're not necessarily supposed to leave the platform saying, wow, I was personally enriched by the things that I just said. It's okay if you're not the enriched one in the delivering of it. Hopefully, you're enriched by the study of it, by thinking it through, by working out all those ideas, but all of the enrichment of it will probably happen for the most part before you step up to teach it. If you're really studying well, if you're thinking through explanation, if you're giving the passage the time to work its way into your heart, that enrichment process will probably have already happened. Part of your corporate study is thinking, how will this enrich others? Your main thought is this is for other people. This is for me to deliver it. So that's not just studying what the verses mean and what their context is and different things like that. It's putting together, how am I going to deliver this in a way that's persuasive? How am I going to say these points in a way that's memorable? What are some illustrations that I can use along the way to help people understand the things that I'm saying? Part of corporate study is recognizing you've been thinking about that passage for a week anyone you're about to teach started thinking about that passage the moment you told them, open your Bibles to whatever passage. So it's important that you're thinking through, how do I say this memorably, convincingly, in the easiest form to understand? You're thinking through all of those things in your corporate study. And if that's how you learn to read the Bible every time you open it, you're going to wind up missing a lot of different things. The first thing that corporate study is gonna miss, that personal study helps fill in, is it lets you bypass your own heart. Like we've been saying, it's focusing on how other people can apply this passage. And that's a great thing to think through. That's an extremely helpful thing to do. But if you're only thinking about how others are gonna use it, you're gonna miss using that passage yourself. You're gonna miss the way that the Lord wants to speak to your heart. One of the big things. All Bible teachers need to be careful of is thinking that what God really wants to do with Scripture in their lives is just teach it to other people. It's been easy for me to think the Bible is just the book I teach, not the book I learn from, not the book that shapes my heart, not the book that changes me from the inside out. And if we stop letting the Bible change us, it's going to be really hard for the Bible to change anyone through us. Or we're just going to get really good at being professionals. Instead of being people who are transformed by the word, we'll just be people who know how to use the word in ways that sound good in messages. And that's a really scary place to get to. For many people, I know for myself, the reason why I wanted to teach the Bible to begin with is because I saw what Bible teaching could do. I saw the way that it was working in my heart. I saw the way that God was using Bible teachers to change my life and show me who he was and help me understand what life was all about and what God really wanted from me. I love teaching the Bible because I first loved studying it, and I first loved hearing other teachers share the Bible. When you remove the heart from that, you miss the whole point of what makes Bible teaching worth it. We need to first be students who can learn in personal study before we can be people that teach in corporate settings. If we're only focused on corporate study, the second thing that we'll end up missing is we'll turn the big story of the Bible into just nice, bite-sized, teachable packets. There are some segments of Scripture where it is hard to pull an easy application from where the story is long, it's winding, it's complex, it doesn't fit nicely into a three-point sermon, and it's not something anyone's going to post on Instagram after they hear it. It's very easy to begin thinking, if you're only doing corporate study, I need to just teach things and think on things that are easy to share. You know, those action-packed verses, those verses that are very quotable, they're easy to hang on to. While well, a lot of verses in the Bible are not easily quotable, a lot of the storyline of the Bible is difficult, it's complex, it's winding and twisting through all sorts of different things, the Bible is still written that way on purpose. The Bible is written in a way where it is telling one incredible grand narrative, and personal study helps you dive into the more complex parts rather than just focusing on the easy-to-teach parts. If you in your personal study are just reading, thinking, oh, what are the ways that I can take this section, this small little section, and share that, you may wind up missing the things God is saying in the book overall. It's very easy to get so focused on how a couple verses sound together that inadvertently you rip them out of the big story they're a part of. We need to be careful of that corporate study only can make you miss that again none of this is to knock corporate study or make you not read the bible in ways where you're thinking of others it's simply to say the balance between personal and corporate study really matters you're meant to be an example to your people as a bible teacher you're not meant to just be a talking head you're not meant to be someone who just has the right things to say and moves on your life is meant to be an example. Some of the best Bible teachings I have ever heard came from people who clearly cared, who clearly absorbed the message of a text, asked the Lord to work it into their hearts personally, and then were able to share from that experience. It was clear they weren't just reading the text, thinking how they were going to teach it to me. They were first reading the text asking, God, what do you want to teach me from this? And because they had learned the text in that personal, meaningful way, they were then much better equipped to teach it in a way that mattered. Make sure that in your teaching, you're not just thinking about the words you're using or the tone of your voice or the flow or anything like that. You're also thinking, is my life in a place where I'm ready to say this to other people. If I'm teaching on forgiveness, my life better be in a place where I'm ready to forgive or at least learn more about forgiveness. If I'm teaching on grace, I better be in a place where I'm gracious, where the Lord has worked that into my heart. Or if I haven't gotten there yet, I'm not saying we'll ever arrive and say, I've mastered forgiveness. I've mastered graciousness. Do you at least see progress? Do you at least recognize the need? If that isn't present in your heart, it's going to be very hard for it to be present in your teaching. The danger is you can very quickly become a performer. If the message sounds good, if people told you it flowed nicely, if people enjoyed it and found an illustration fun or anything like that, you can quickly just perform for your audience. You can make them think that you've absorbed the text, that you're living it, when really all you've done is study it corporately, you've said it in a sweet, compelling way, and you haven't absorbed it yourself. The thing that you need to realize, and this is something that I've learned in my own life and from people giving me meaningful feedback on things, your audience is gonna realize this before you will. If you become just a performer, if you become someone who's just focused on teaching in a nice, flowery way, keeping your audience entertained and Moving on without really absorbing the text, your audience will begin to figure out that you're just putting messages together. You're not necessarily studying the text both personally and corporately. So I want to end on just a couple practical things. How can you make sure you're preserving that personal time? One of the easiest things you can do is make sure your personal reading is separate from the book that you're teaching. If you're teaching through the book of Matthew, Maybe you've read Matthew before in your devotions. Maybe you did that a little bit as preparation for the teaching. I know I've already given that example. But once you're in the book and once you're teaching it week in and week out, do devotions in some other book. Read some other book of the Bible. Make sure the passage is separate. Sometimes the Lord will do really cool things and show you cross-references and things that work with the book that you're teaching in really powerful ways that you could have never anticipated. That's awesome when it happens. But when the books are separate, they're forced to do separate things. If you just happen to linger in the book that you're teaching, then of course you're going to wind up thinking of ways to teach it. That just makes sense. Reading somewhere separate can help keep you away from that temptation. Maybe it'll be helpful if you have some kind of reading plan some kind of through-the-year reading schedule that asks you to read certain passages on certain dates. Those can be really helpful for people, and they can keep you in a way where you're focused on the next thing, you know what's coming next, that scheduling is done for you, but you're able to keep separate the thoughts you have about the things that you're teaching. I know different friends of mine have even used there's the He Reads Truth series or the She Reads Truth series. There are tons of study guides that go through books of the Bible. Maybe going through something like that could be really helpful for you. Personally, I've never done the He Reads Truth series or anything like that, but in looking through a couple of their books, as friends of mine have recommended it, it looks like they're putting out really good stuff. Some kind of study guide like that might help you personally. And if you keep that separate from what you're teaching, it could work a really long way in your heart. Maybe get into a small group that you don't lead, a place where you're not asked to show up and teach, but just to show up and be one of the students. Something like that can't help your teaching because it's totally separate from that. It's not going to give you an atmosphere where you're working through a passage that you're teaching, but it is going to help you study the Bible in a way that's focused on your heart and the community around you. Or last, listen to a teaching podcast. If you're listening to this right now, you've clearly figured out how to podcast. And if that's the case, there are tons of Bible teachers that are around the country and beyond doing incredible jobs teaching the Bible. Take some time and find a pastor you really enjoy listening to, someone you think really teaches the Bible well. Don't just go find one who's taught a book of the Bible that you're about to teach or something like that. Do this just for your own personal study, for your own heart growth. Find someone that you think can really teach the Bible well and let them provide that time for you where you're just listening to the Bible teaching for the sake of your own heart growth. Ultimately. This balance really matters because it's what God has in mind for Bible teachers. He doesn't have it that we are just giving and giving and giving and never taking time to receive from him. God is incredibly gracious with his servants and wants every one of them to not just give for him, but receive from him. Keeping that distinction between personal study and corporate study is one of the ways he wants you to receive from him. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast brought to you by the Good Lion Podcast Network. We're really excited about the different podcasts that we have up as well as the articles. So you can go to goodlion.io for plenty more content, glorifying the Lord and focusing people on His word. If you like what you're hearing in this podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you get notifications when new episodes come out and also follow us on Instagram at first time Bible teacher. You'll get episode art as well as plenty of updates on where this podcast is headed and other things going on with the Good Lion Podcast Network. You can check that out at goodlion.io. God bless you in your teaching. We'll see you next time.